0: Communication secrets for a happy and healthy relationship. We are on the letter C for communication with our partners and spouses. Usually, I do not podcast my ABC of sub-segment, but write a blog. However, I thought I would try something new and talk about it instead of write about it. Now, last year in June was the first time we used the letter C, and I spoke on C for choices, and I will post the link. So let us begin. Why does he say it's his way or the highway? Why does she think she knows everything? I'm tired of not being heard, and I am tired of being misunderstood. Like I said, the title is Communication Secrets for a Happy and Healthy Relationship. And this month, we have been talking about our intimate relationships. We are sharing all the complications and beauty relationships can bring at the same time. And as promised, I wanted to end this week in February concerning couples positively. But first, let me introduce myself. Grace and Peace, and welcome to SUP, Seek Understanding and Peace. My name is Katie Girl, and I am happy you are here with me on this day today. The search for peace is essential, and no one can constantly thrive in chaos. It could destroy you. It is a worthwhile journey to seek peace because we all desire true happiness and peace On many levels. And guess what? You deserve it. Some try to incorrectly calm their mind, bodies, and souls, and surroundings with harmful things. But most times, it is just realizing that sometimes you just need to forgive yourself, let go of regrets, and move on with your life. And that is where Seek Understanding and Peace come in. It helps us to find ways to deal with life as best as possible with as much peace, wisdom, and dignity. Today, as I said, we will discuss communication secrets for a happy and healthy relationship. So let us review and see what we have discussed on our Mondays. So the first Monday in February, which was the 5th, the title of the podcast was Surprising and Amazing Holiday Celebrations, and we spoke on how the world celebrates their intimate relationships. We talked about Galentine's Day, we talked about National a Broken Heart Month and Love Reset Day, and of course we talked about Valentine's Day. And if you missed it, you can check out my blog, I'll have the link there. On Monday, February the 12th, this month, we discussed B for boundaries. The title of that podcast was Hidden Ways to Set Intimate Boundaries in a New Relationship. And I discussed the importance of setting firm boundaries. In your relationships. And one of the examples I use, which unfortunately was true, is if you're having sex and do not feel comfortable discussing the status of your relationship, then something is wrong. You have put the cart before the horse, meaning if you're going to do something as intimate as have sex With another person, you better be willing to talk about some intimate things. On Monday, February the 19th, we discussed refusing to become a victim, growth after the pain of betrayal, and that was a podcast. And there I discussed that even after a breakup, your story does not end there, and to get the proper tools for healing so that you can move on. So today we're talking about C for communication, the ability to convey an ideal. Okay, that sounds easy enough on paper, but I'm getting ready to share my personal experience with communication. Now remember, I've been married for decades, I'm a mommy, I'm a grandma, and I'm very active in my community. One of the things that I learned is when I wanted to discuss something with someone and I was upset, it was always better for me to just wait until I'm not upset anymore and then talk to the person or speak to the person. Because what I realize is when I'm upset, I come at the person. I don't go to the person. And so when I'm coming at the person, I'm already upset. Uh, I'm already tense, I already have an attitude, and now I'm making them feel tense. So listen to this dialogue. We never do anything. Response, yes we do. Me, no we don't. Just in this dialogue, I have put the person on defense. They're not thinking of a solution. They're not even really thinking of what I'm saying. They're just trying to justify their behavior. And so now we are both frustrated. And what I have learned to say is this Baby, let's go to the movies. Or, I would enjoy if we spent some time together. Or, I would enjoy if we would spend some time together. Let us do something. What do you want to do? It works wonders because first, I'm being honest, I'm being vulnerable and I just disarmed him with the truth. Another thing I have learned from my experience is the importance of pausing before speaking when someone asks me a question. I have found that stopping and taking a deep breath is helpful. This simple act lets me clear my mind, gather my thoughts before I proceed. When I do not, I find that my responses are a big mess and we are both confused and frustrated. I also have found that when I rush into conversations without giving myself time to think, I tend to overcommit myself. I might agree to something I later regret or promised more than I can deliver. So I pause when they ask me a question, especially if I'm not sure and I really need to think about it. I always pause because when I don't, it can damage my credibility or my relationships or cause hurt feelings, which is not my intention. But I mean, if you overcommit, you know, you can only do so much in a day. This approach allows me to make more thoughtful, truthful and deliberate decisions leading to way better outcomes, way less arguments and way less confusion. I remember years ago, someone came up to me and asked me, why did I pause every time they asked a question? And at that time, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing, but I thought about it. And once I shared it with them, um, I don't think they liked it. (laughs) You know, they did not like it. And it seemed to bother them that I did it. But all I could think of is that that was my process and I can't please everyone. So many things go into communication besides how you approach them and pausing before you speak, especially when you're in a disagreement or an argument. There's the inflection, there's our tone, there's our our, our attitude. All of this plays a vital role in our communication with our spouses so let us take three words i love you and listen to how each of them sound first one i love you second one i love you i love you i love you i hope you could tell the difference on how each of them sound and When you add a negative body language, your eyes are rolling in the back of your head, your head is turning, your neck gestures, oh man, this can lead to a big mess. Lack of communication can lead to blaming, resentment, anxiety. However, before I delve into the effective ways to communicate, I want to address three types of negative communication. There are more than three, but I will I'm going to settle on these three for now. The first one is passive aggressive. When you express negative feelings indirectly and this trait rarely expresses hostility directly. I call this the coward's way of an insult. They make like more backhanded compliments, which is another word for um insults okay so let's go ahead and listen to this you look nice today you're too sensitive uh no offense but well if that is what you want to do i remember when you used to wear dresses like that you look nice then oh spaghetti again tonight uh you, you wearing that shirt today Believe it or not, these are all backhanded remarks designed to make you feel bad about yourself, what you're wearing, what you're saying, or what you just said. Another form of negative communication is gaslighting. This is more of emotional abuse, and it can be harder to recognize because usually the person builds your trust gaslighting is usually done not you know not all the time in a domestic situation this makes you doubt your thoughts and feelings and it can be really bad for your mental health because you think you are the crazy one and then you start questioning yourself some examples that's not what i said you remembered it wrong You're crazy. Gaslighting, let me just say it this way. Someone who gaslights tells lies. Even if the proof is right in front of their face, this makes you doubt your judgment, which in the long run can make you start mistrusting people or lose interest in things. This form of communication is not good. And you probably need to seek some professional help. I'll have all links posted on my blog. The last one I want to talk about in the negative when it comes to communication is stonewalling. And it is as the name implies. They stop communicating or cooperating or do very little, very little talking. Body language here is in full force because now if they're stonewalling you, they're trying to avoid you. They give sparse, vague answers, or they won't answer at all. And this can really be a final blow to a relationship because now you both aren't saying anything. One partner is trying to talk and the other partner has shut down. I have a link uh, posted, but in a case study, it said that a majority of the men did the stonewalling while women use criticism. Other signs of stonewalling are silence or mumbling or just like answering in a monotone voice like yes, no, or changing the subject or just physically removing yourself from the situation like leaving the room or even worse, leaving the house. So stonewalling, gaslighting, and what was that first one called? Passive aggressive. Those are three forms of communication that are not healthy on any level whatsoever. And if you recognize it in your relationship, I would seek counseling. I would encourage both of you to sit down and talk about it, but you need to do something about it because if it goes on that way in the negative you guys aren't going to make it, or someone is going to be downright miserable. Okay, so let's talk about 10 steps to effective couples' communication. Okay, usually there's a saying that goes like this stronger communication in the living room equals higher sexual satisfaction in the bedroom that makes sense when you feel someone is connecting with you on an emotional level usually you want to share it physically so let's talk about the first one when you want to discuss something with your partner it is probably a good idea to talk about it in a neutral place if you can help it the bedroom is probably not the best place but I know sometimes that's the only place for some couples, especially if you have children and you don't want them to hear. You know what I'm saying. So just make it a neutral place. Sometimes you may even have to go out in the car um or go outside and just, you know, sit down on a porch or, or what have you and, and discuss your situation then. But make it a neutral place. Don't make it a already, you know, don't make it a hostile place because it's already You know, the conversation may already be uncomfortable. Number two, make sure you give your partner your full attention when they are expressing themselves. Turn off all your electronics, push your phone to the side. Don't look at TV and be mindful of your body language. As a matter of fact, purpose to kind of lean into them a little bit and don't lean into them and start staring because now now you didn't intimidate them. But just kind of lean in slightly into their direction to let them know that you are all ears and you are ready to hear what they have to say. Even if it's negative, sometimes that will disarm the person when they're trying to talk to you about something that's uncomfortable, but they see that you are all in and listening. Then, you know, sometimes they'll, they may come at you way softer, okay? Number three, look at your partner in the eye. No rolling your eyes no looks of intimidation, and don't look at them like, oh my God, here we go again. You know, look at them in the eye and, and don't let your eyes wander off. You focus that eye back on your partner. Number four, open up. If you are expressing something to your spouse, you can open up with the statement, I, which takes the pressure off your spouse because now you're no longer saying, well, you do this and you do that. And, you know, stuff like that. But you can't say, I can't stand when you do this. You can't do that either. That's cheating. (laughs) But you can say, you know, um, I feel bad when you don't kiss me before you leave for work in the mornings. You know, that's just an example. But it puts it back on you. And it makes it more authentic. And it makes it more true. You are the one that's feeling bad for something that's happening to you. And you would you know you want him to or her to correct it if they're able to number five invite your partner to share their perception, meaning don't make the conversation all one sided even though you initiate it. a good idea would be not to just talk 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 talk, and then keep talking and then let them talk at the end, and then you're done. Because that's not going to, that's not going to help. You're going to, you know, as you are sharing and while you are sharing, you need to pause, see if they have a question, see what they want to add to it, get some clarification. Because if you don't, you still may not solve the problem because they're still confused. They still don't understand. Number six. Do not interrupt. That used to be mine because I'm like, oh man, no, he didn't. I just say that. And then I want to add in and my little two cents in. Just don't interrupt. Just wait till they finish that thought. And once they finish that thought, then you can add or chime in or do not interrupt. Stay focused and connected even when you disagree. Number seven. Reflect to your partner what they said, because sometimes you may have thought you heard what you said, but you didn't, or maybe they said it a way where they didn't mean it quite that way, but once they hear you repeating it back to them, they'll go, oh, wait a minute. No, that's not what I meant. That's happened to me a lot. (laughs) Wait a minute. That's not what I meant. And so reflecting back to your partner helps a lot. Number, I think on well, number eight, remember to not only consider each other, but also what is best for the relationship. Now, I know I'm getting ready to say something that's really exaggerating, but this is just the best way I can kind of put this. You know, you may like having a threesome. They may like having a threesome, but it may not be good for the relationship. Okay, I just digest that. Number nine. If there's a problem that you're trying to solve, communicate your ideals uh, kind of tentatively. Like you could say, you know, maybe maybe we could do something like this, or maybe perhaps we could try, or what if I did this, or, or what if you did this, or or maybe even better yet, you know, sounds better than you know. You need to do this, or you need to not say that, or you know, it's just a softer way. Of suggesting things. And then that allows them to think clearly because now they're not having to go on the defense. And make sure to always keep the communication flowing. Be willing to listen. Make sure you are really hearing what they say. You know, sometimes the conversation may take five minutes, 10 minutes. It may take half a day. You may have to take a break and come back to it relationships are not easy communication is not easy sometimes especially if you both are on the um, if you both are not on the same page and one person is trying to get their point across and the other person is trying to get their point across so just make sure that you make room for each other to express your desires and express what you don't like In a safe place. Okay. That is all I have for now. I admitted my communication flaws at the beginning. We discussed three major communication flaws. Passive aggressive, stonewalling, and gaslighting. And that they are very, very harmful for a relationship. And then we discussed the benefits of communicating to your loved one. This increases relationship satisfaction. It fosters emotional connection. It resolves a lot of issues. And hopefully, I have finished out on a positive side of communication in a relationship. I pray that you enjoyed this podcast. If you have some relationship communication ideals or tips, They would be most welcomed. I will post the links and articles I mentioned in this podcast on my blog. And as always, your likes, comments, and subscription would make my day. Grace and peace and be safe.